time to say hi to Steve Vines. How are you doing? Uh, Belt and Road Day to you as well. Act now. Act now. I'm going to just say what I wrote on my Facebook note this morning. I don't mean You're it You're just a trying to boast to the reader, the, to way. the listener that you can write. No, it's, well, there is that too, <laughs> but it's a sort of way to get you going. I said it's very tricky this week to decide whether what's been going on in Hong Kong's hallowed halls is sort of comedy worthy of Chaplin, or it's um, what's best for the future, or indeed a clear and present indication of the beginning of the unquote end. Yeah. Well, I think... And I'm just guessing wildly here, you might be talking about proceedings in the Legislative Council. The whole shebang, mate. Really, I'm going to sit back oh, the whole enjoy shebang. my coffee yes, yes. And, and off you go. Oh, 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 and, and, Duracell Vines. And other places, yeah. yes. Yeah, but that specifically. Yes, yes that yeah. one specifically. So let's, let's go there. I mean, there is, as everybody I I except for the listener might know, there is a bit of a, a, a farag going on in the... I don't even know if that's a word, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, going on in the Legislative Council at the moment over this extradition bill. In fact, it's an amendment to the existing extradition laws. Mm. Pedants, please note. So what's basically happened is that the Democrats are saying um, we don't like the procedures you're using. The the pro-government people are saying, oh no, you're 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 smelly and terrible, and we don't like the procedures you're using. I think somewhere in all of this is lost the actual purpose of the thing. Absolutely, I would just say to the Democrats who. Um, I understand what they're doing, but I think it's a perfect waste of time. I mean, what do they not understand about the fact that the legislature has been purged so that the pro-government camp can do whatever they want? I mean, this is, this is the current reality. So messing around with procedures, you're just delaying the inevitable. My view is it'd be far better to fight the political fight, and boy... Is there something of a political fight here? So this extradition bill is come. The wheels are coming off it all over the place. I mean, <laughs> now America's saying, "Well, we might have to look yeah, at this." <laughs> I mean, America is actually saying, "You know, we have we have an extradition agreement with you, but if you bring in this, we are worried about the safety of our citizens in the Hong Kong SAR, and mm. don't take it for granted that we won't either." end or or, or or modify our own extradition treaty with you. You've just had the International Chamber of Commerce that operates in Hong Kong saying, for goodness sake, this is a very dangerous thing. At least take some time and look at it more carefully. Then you've got this peculiar thing where the government suddenly announced that during their massive consultation period for this, which lasted for 20 days, get that, 20 days, that's actually one day short of three weeks in, in old money, um, they, they received 4,500 responses, um, two-thirds of which were in favour. So a, a reasonable person said, oh, that's interesting, can we see them? No. <laughs> well, who do they come from? Not telling you. Nope. Well, what do they consist of? Not saying. So, you know, I mean, if you are going to bandy around figures of claiming that you have enormous public support for this in a consultation period that nobody had heard of while it was going on, but never mind, you've got at least to be able to say, uh, well, these are the submissions we've received. Now, what they're hiding behind, and I like this because, you know, A for effort, boys, they're hiding behind this is all. It's a question of confidentiality. Well, that's weird because in all other consultation exercises, because that's what they do—they do publish 
the 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 results i mean they do you know the great one on on the the, the great one on on land supply which did indeed um uh, manage to get a very large number of public responses did publish them i mean you can read them they're all there i mean the fact that the government had already decided what to do about land supply and totally ignored the consultation exercise perhaps is a side issue but you know it's not for me to bring up that sort of thing at this time of day particularly when we still don't know when the greater bay area is going to be formed but you know nonetheless so you've got that going on and then you've got going on this extraordinary thing where you've got the government's apologist in chief ronnie tong going around and saying you know i think we could have a a reasonable discussion about this and you know the government is obviously open to to discussing this and government ministers <laughs> including carrie lamb have said oh yes 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 we we, we 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 of course we're not going to scrap the bill because you know it's right and we've already decided on it but we can have a discussion so they tried this they have actually put various proposals to the government the government no no oh no and it, it turns out that they actually said no to things which the very very erudite secretary for justice Theresa chang had clearly not even read she just said no yeah. she, she she went to training school with with northern ireland's democratic unionist party who developed the answer the, the art of saying no um to an absolute to no. degree talk to no <laughs> what's the question no <laughs> what's the other question no <laughs> so anyway she's been in training she went to belfast for a special course in saying no and she's come out and got she's fluent in no she can say no 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 um, so you have this situation now where they're saying we're open to discussions but we don't like your ideas but oh what are they no no never mind we don't like them well, no no we don't like that one either you haven't heard it no oh, never mind it's wrong to make it very simple, Steve, what about the notion of they've been told, you're doing this, end of story, you can deal with the public, but you're doing it, and that's Well, that. you know what's interesting about that is that the story going around, mm. and, you know, it's far from me to come all the way to Kaolo and Tong to, to, to talk about rumour, but the rumour is that, interestingly on this one, the boys up north didn't actually say to Carrie Lamb, uh, we want we want this. Apparently this is Carrie's own little... Um, how can I put it? Nose, Folly. nose colouring exercise, where she's because her line now is because she can't get the Article Twenty Three on the books, the the anti-subversion legislation on the books. What she's trying to say to the bosses is, look, don't worry about that. I can do I've it. Got this. I can do this in all <laughs> sorts of other ways, and I'm going to prove it to you. So apparently on this one which really did come out of the blue, because remember, what they're claiming is that this is all about... They've seized on this awful incident where this Hong Kong young man is suspected of killing his girlfriend in Taiwan. They've seized on that as, as being the pretext for the urgency of this. Yeah. Even though it is absolutely clear that if this legislation goes through, the Taiwanese have already said we will not sign an extradition or a rendition agreement with you on the basis of this legislation. Tell me a bit more about that. I mean, well, it's very obvious that they've said that. They but. have said it, and they haven't said it in, in, in any kind of ambiguous way. They've said that. And then they were asked, well, what contact have you had with the Hong Kong authorities regarding the extradition as, or rendition? I, a rendition is supposed to only apply to within a single state. They, they, they like this playing around with terminology anyway um for this this young man in hong kong and do you know what the answer is they have tried to talk to the hong kong authorities about it the hong kong authorities haven't once 
not once responded to entreaties from Taiwan to discuss this matter. So it's urgent, it's something that has to be done, yet they will not talk to them about it. You've got to, you can't negotiate with well no but that, that even that's not even that's not true because you can I know. no 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 what i'm saying is even that's not true in terms of the history hmm. of these things because you can indeed uh, make one-off arrangements about rendition or extradition there's nothing to stop them doing that there's it's not illegal it's perfectly within the rules if they wish to do it they can do it so if there was a scintilla of a purpose, a scintilla intent to really get this chap sent back to Taiwan to face justice, they could have done it. In fact, they could do it tomorrow if they want to, mm -hmm. but they don't. They will not talk to the Taiwanese authorities about sending him back, and they say, that's why we have to have this law. And now, I mean, I heard Ronnie Tong say the other day, you know, Hong Kong is harbouring all these criminals because we don't have um, sufficient um, extradition laws. I mean, he, he's making out a picture of Hong Kong as being this sea of, of, of criminals running around escaping justice. <sighs> now, but Steve, you know what? I mean, going to come back to this still. A few people who... Be there are embarrassing some... for them to disappear might disappear because well let, let's put it this way changes. i mean when 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 the mainland wants to get hold of people in hong kong uh, they have a method <laughs> they just schlep them across the border ask the booksellers yeah. ask the chap who was standing outside the four seasons hotel um uh, you know is there an extradition agreement is there a rendition agreement it doesn't matter you're going in the back of the van son and you you will be across the border at low before you can wipe your nose so anybody i mean back to where we started today anybody listening to this could be forgiven for being completely befuddled by this whole they thing and then we get the British sure so Lechco. what is so so let's you're, you're quite right it is it is confusing and there is horlicks um, of a, an enormous quantity being poured around. Let me. So, what is what is the bottom line? The bottom line is really simple: is that that the Hong Kong authorities want to make it easier for the authorities in the mainland to get hold of people in Hong Kong. I wouldn't say it's difficult for them now. Well, even easier. <laughs> I mean, one of the amazing arguments that Ronnie Tong used, and I, I kind of like this. I think it should be put in a frame was he said, well, you know, he kind of admitted that it wasn't a really good thing to pluck the booksellers off the streets and tell them what. He said, but, you know, if we have proper laws, maybe the mainland won't do that again. Is, <laughs> is the chief executive on a knife edge here, Steve? Because if America Well, her does, credibility is... If America does yank these privileges, that'll be a big blow, and then, then she'll be remembered as the person who... Yes, yes. I mean, America. <laughs> you, you would like to think she would be worried about that, but unfortunately, logic, she's yes. monovisual, and she's really only... The only thing she cares about... She's probably not in Hong Kong now, because this isn't her visiting day to Hong Kong, but uh, the only thing she cares about is what the bosses think about her in Beijing. So yeah. you would have thought... I mean, this would be a major kick in the very tender parts if the... Hong Kong's most important overseas partner, which is indeed the United States, said, we now don't trust you on matters of and, and we extradition. All of our stuff. And we rescind this now. Then you've got the even more pressing matter of the Hong Kong Act, which is the act that recognises Hong Kong as a, a separate jurisdiction from the Chinese mainland and has separate trade arrangements from those that prevail with the mainland. Mm. Now, there is small pressure at the moment to say well hong kong has got so integrated 
into the Take People's the Republic. That's what I'm Take away about. the lot. Now, that pressure has been resisted. I mean, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's mainly been resisted by people like Anson Chan going over there, who, who apparently is, is a ghastly person in, you know, shouldn't be allowed out, the, out of the SAR. Going over there, say, please, please don't do that because it will make life really even more difficult for us. The extraordinary thing is no one from the government's gone over and made that case in Washington. But Hill, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. I'm just preparing I just myself for your next thing about mortgage, <laughs> right. mortgages. So well, now, here my, we go. Here hello. we go. So, so um, this, in my count, is the latest in balmy schemes that help no one um, thought up by bureaucrats. So this is called the... It's from the Mortgage Corporation, which is a government body, and it's called the uh, Policy Reverse Mortgage Programme. What it does is it gives people who have life assurance policies the opportunity to use their death benefit mm -hmm. before they die. So some, right, You okay. might think, well, that's all right, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the only problem with it, it's not original. There are already private companies offering this. This is totally, I mean, it, it, as ever, you know, a bureaucrat can't actually think up anything original. So it, it's around. You could get it tomorrow if you wanted. But the, of course, the problem with this one, with all these government schemes is, the priority is always to, first of all, look after the companies that dish out these schemes, and secondly, look after the people. I mean, look at the other one that we've just heard about. This is an even more needed scheme. It's called the Special Needs Trust. Right. And what this is, it's for, um, mainly for mentally or physically disabled children mm -hmm. who, who need to have a way of still being looked after after their parents die. So you might think, gosh, that's something where the state could step in. That's a very good and, idea. And, you know, but of course they will only do it for people with money. I mean, this is incredible. So to get into that trust, you have to make a minimum deposit, minimum deposit, not a maximum deposit, of $225,000. Well, you may say that's not much money. <laughs> it is. It is. $225 is a lot of money yeah. for some of these people. Yeah. So, I mean, and then they're going to, under this scheme, charge per, per annum 21000 for administering it. And you're thinking, wow, boy... This is a pressing social need. Why on earth don't they provide a proper scheme and really look after um, people in that situation who've, who've lost their parents? Hmm. Now, that scheme, apparently, la launched last year, has had an absolute flood of, guess how many? Four applications. Right. What a surprise. So you've got this scheme, you've got the new mortgage corporation scheme. Incidentally, the problem with the new scheme announced yesterday is a lot of um, families use that death benefit to help their children. Who knew that families would want to pass on money to their children? So, you know, they won't want to gobble it all up while they're alive. So, so there's that. Then mm. you've got... I'll just go through all yeah, of them because yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're all in the Horlicks category. So next you've got... Um, the annuity scheme. Do you remember the annuity scheme? That was the clever scheme where you would pay to create your own pension. You put your money in and, oh, that's right, you get your money back. So unless you live, more, you, you can only do it when you're, when you're age 65, unless you live for more than 20 years, all you do is get back the money you put in in the first place without any interest payment whatsoever. Right. Now, if you do live, um, it's older for women, but if you're a man and you live uh, more than the age of 85, you do indeed continue to get payments. 
So anyone who thinks they're going to live till 100, they, they might want to whack into the scheme. But the fact of the matter is that scheme's been a failure since it's been launched. Only at most half of the target figure has been achieved. And then you've got the other scheme that's just been launched um, also relatively recently, which is the so-called voluntary medical insurance scheme, uh -huh. which people have looked at very carefully and they've discovered it's an absolute scam. Nobody's touching it with a barge pole because at the lower end of the scheme, and remember, this is a scheme designed to take people out of the overcrowded public health care system. So at the lower end of the scheme, which is most likely to have that effect, i.e. remove people from the public health care system, the benefits are so derisorily low that you'd be better off not paying a cent and just relying on the public health system. What is the golden thread which connects all these cockamamie schemes? The government will not tackle the problem of poverty in Hong Kong. They only will produce schemes for people with money. I mean, it's outrageous. One in five people in Hong Kong live below the poverty line. What's being done about that? Oh, that's right, nothing. I've got some uh, little messages here from Simon, uh -huh. who, who said he's in the money business, but he's, he's just, just giving me some yeah. one-liners. He says, why do first-time buyers pay stamp duty? Why do taxpayers with less than seven years pay double stamp duty? He says annuities didn't work well in the United Kingdom, uh, with interest rates where they've been uh, last ten years, they're hopelessly low. Yeah, well, I mean, Simon's right. Annuity schemes are, are, are fantastically unpopular because they, they don't keep up with inflation, and they basically say, you put in all your money up front and we'll trickle it back out to you. A lot of people are going, what's the point of that? Can you go back to the first one you talked about, the reverse? Yeah, like so that. That, that... And you said only people with money, so just take this a bit further. So, so you can't... Well, first of all, the average poor person in Hong Kong doesn't have life assurance. Doesn't have any so, money. <laughs> so, so, so that's that's them out the way. I mean, I know the poor are different and they shouldn't be allowed, but you know what? There's a lot of them in Hong Kong. Secondly, the barrier to entry into this involves a lot of money. Mm. And poor people don't have a lot of money. What, of course, the government always says is, we haven't got money, we haven't got money, we're, we're the poorest church mice in the, um, in, the, in the churchyard. But, you know, Hong Kong's got these groaning financial reserves. And the problem is, as long as they've got these groaning financial reserves, the government is always tempted to, to launch yet another white elephant project, a bridge to nowhere, a train that nobody wants to use, etc., etc., etc. Of course, the real... I mean, you know, but they're, they're saying, oh, you, you, you ain't seen nothing that you wait till we get we get started on that land tower reclamation. Then we can seriously empty the coffers. So what I'm saying is... Maybe a really good thing to do with all these enormous financial reserves is return some of it to Hong Kong's poorest and most needy citizens rather than keep using it for these great prestige legacy projects, projects, legacy projects, which they, you know, the Carrie Lam Bridge to nowhere, the, the CY Leung railway train, etc., etc. On your dying day, what do you think you achieved in your life? Well, I was ever so humble. I was ever so humble. You know what I mean? And I just built the ones... I, I built the longest span bridge from, you know, here to... Here to eternity. And I don't believe when, when you know, the, they'll get thanks for this. No. From the boys uh, upstairs. Uh, well, so, thank you, you, you know. I mean, but I mean, what is... They, they've got this congenital hatred of actually really tackling, substantially tackling the 
social welfare issues which uh, list uh, which prevail. Just one more. This is the gift that Go keeps on, the gift that keeps giving. You remember the MTR? Do you remember heard about that? What have they done The now? gift that keeps giving. <laughs> so now um, they've had to lengthen the investigation into all these wobbles on the shart into central line. You know the line that should have been opened two years ago? Uh, hasn't opened because of all these faulty construction. They've now found another three locations where dubious doo-doo has been going on. Mm-hmm. So they're going to investigate that. They found that in these locations, 60% of the documents which should have been able to verify whether or not the work had been completed have been, and you can't see this on radio, but I'm using inverted commas, lost. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. And now, meanwhile, there's a new broom coming into the MTR, and the new broom says, oh, we're going to do better. (laughs) 